Welcome to another episode of the Anxious Marketers podcast. You have me, Hannah, and Mia, as always, and we have a very special guest today. Casey Shemansky has decided to join us for a casual conversation about her experience in marketing. She's worked a long time in the creative space, so we're so excited to have her on the podcast today. Thanks for having me. I'm excited to be here. Yeah, we're, we're so excited. excited. One of like you're one of the first people I I thought of just because Casey and I and Hannah we all used to work at the same company together. Yeah, really excited to have you on the show. Can you tell our listeners a little bit about your background and how Absolutely. you got started in marketing? Yeah, I love the fact that I was one of the first people you thought of when you thought anxious marketers. <laughs> <laughs> we should have called it empathy or empathetic marketers because you get it. Well, <laughs> yeah. Well, anxious, anxious usually leads to a pretty solid dose of empathy. <laughs> it's how, how it goes. You're a feeler. So that, that happens. But yeah, I have been, even before I was in marketing, I guess I've been in marketing, but I started as a photographer. I owned my own company photographing weddings for a very long time until I wanted a 401k. <laughs> And so I had to go had to go to corporate America for that. And so I actually wound up in uh, social media pretty early before the term early adopter was a thing. I was in social media, which probably ages me now and really got my start there, kind of came up. That was sort of my college, like Twitter felt like college at the time with a bunch of us just learning from each other, growing from each other, going to different conferences, meeting each other. and I met quite a few friends there, actually, at a, a conference. And one of them happened to be a lead at who became my boss at Cisco. She tapped me on the shoulder. She had been a good friend for quite some time and said, do you want to come do this thing over here? And I was all in, was super excited, helped to grow their employer brand strategy, was there for seven years. And we took them to number one, world's best workplace, which was a lot of fun. And really did social media content strategy and storytelling. So I also led the We Are Cisco blog for most of the time that I was there. And then another friend I met at that same conference tapped on the shoulder to join everyone where we were at for Stacks. And so he asked if I would like to lead the creative and, and brand team. And so jumped in on that. It was a no brainer. And now I'm now I'm doing something else. <laughs> <laughs> I actually like because of all of your creative work, it was like Stacks looks like such a like such a cool place to work. I wanted to work at Stacks because of your, you know, your creative direction. So I just think that's so it worked. Yeah, it's, it's very cool. Very, <laughs> yes, it did. It worked. <laughs> and a lot of that was us really wanting to I mean, that goes back into sort of my employer brand brain of, of really the products are great, but without pe- the people you don't have any products. So you really need to tell those stories of the people who are creating for your company and getting to do that for for all of the companies I've been with recently has been a lot of fun. That's awesome. Yeah, I remember one of the first like actual conversations we had, Casey was at Topgolf and I was like, how did you become a creative director? Because that side of marketing just like sets my soul on fire. So I've always really admired the work that you did and being able to, you know, go to work every day and tell a story or create a story is so cool. So I really admire you for that. And you did a really good job at Stack. <laughs> I appreciate that. 
You read um, payments processing fun and colorful. So going back to, you know, with how you started, you said you started out in photography. Was that your first job or what was your what was your first job? My very first job. I will say I, I was also I was also a writer. I mean, from the time that, you know, someone handed me a pencil and taught me how to lace words together, I was always telling stories and writing. And yeah, to this day, people are like, when's the book coming out? Working on it. Take time. Yeah, we're working. Yeah. <laughs> um, being being a cre- an anxious creative. Just like. Look. Yeah, right. Because <laughs> then you have to put the book out and you have to see what people like about it. Or you're not it's done. anything for yourself, that'd be one thing. Mm-hmm. But. You have to put it out there and then people have to comment on it, which is the, just the torturous part. But yeah, my very first job was actually working at a bagel shop. I was, I was, yeah, um, just doing, doing my thing as a 16 year old. Um, yeah. And then uh, shortly thereafter, I was a lifeguard at Disney World for oh. about a year. So yeah, being in Orlando, worked at all the theme parks, all the, the there was a public stink in there, you know, yeah, all the key places yeah. here. So my my background really up until 2015 was also in hospitality. I wasn't really in like I I did not go to school to become a marketer. That very first social media job, I remember like the day I was like, oh, I'm a marketer. Oh, okay, that's a social media marketing. Okay, <laughs> like right, the, the dots started to to kind of click for me because I just didn't I didn't go to school for that. You know, it wasn't wasn't my thing. Yeah, that's so cool, though. I I love hearing from people that didn't actually go to school for marketing, which I think is like usually the norm. Somehow we all kind of fall into this or we it's aligned with one of our like, you know, what our actual passion is. Mm -hmm. So it just kind of makes sense to go into marketing. So, yeah, that's super cool. That's interesting. I mean, I would say back in the day. (laughs) Uh, you probably were looking at more advertising and like traditional mm-hmm. like print marketing and and things like that. And then I think for my generation, I'm I'm an elder millennial. I'll throw that out there. Um, uh, I think for a lot of us, it was kind of a shift on like you you didn't really. I mean, at least for me, like I I didn't go to school to become anything. I went because yeah. I, just, I had to go for inch. Yeah. I was, told, <laughs> I was like, okay, I have to go to get my insurance, so I'll, I'll yeah. go. But I don't really want to be here. And I mean, it took me, it took me a, a minute to get through a two-year program just because yeah. I changed what I wanted. I mean, I was in uh, nursing, which I, science and math, <laughs> thing, but I thought, and then like needles. And I, I don't know what yeah. I was thinking then, like 19. So it's like, I'll be That's a nurse. So- None that's of the so things far, that like so I wanted to do, like you, you would start to like learn about what it required, and you'd be like, "Oh, I'm not good at tea." <laughs> I guess they were so quite not, right. No, I don't think I yeah. want to do that. No, yeah, um, yeah. yeah. I went through a lot of like careers that like just bounced around because I didn't really know what I wanted to do, and I think even I mean even coming out of high school, I was in journalism, newspaper. All those things, creative things, photography mm-hmm. in high school. And I think a lot of people just said, well, you're going to become like either a broadcast journalist or a newspaper journalist. And in my head, right. I had it where like, I don't want to write obituaries, though. Like I thought, I don't know, because right. you're a kid and you just think like, well, I'm going right. to go to college. I'm going to become a journalist and they're going to make me write obituaries. No, I think that actually sounds like a really cool thing to do because that's that's. Like, think of the stories you, you tell. Right, you're telling <laughs> in, a story. In writing, you know, 
obituaries and and life moments, you know. But at at eighteen, seventeen, whatever, <laughs> right? Like, You're not really not, interested in I, that. Not really, and I knew I didn't want to be on TV either. You know, even right. before I, I I knew I was anxious. <laughs> so, I was like, yeah, I don't think I want to be on TV every day. Yeah, that's no. like something I want to do. And so, yeah, and I mean, I had always had an interest in in photography, but again, you're looking that's 20 plus years ago, everything there's digital wasn't really a thing. It was, but it was very expensive. And so for a long time, I, I didn't want to do that professionally either until digital became more affordable. And I was able to, to jump in on that for a little bit. But yeah, for the longest time, I was just like, I have no idea what the heck I'm going to do. Do you think that, oh, go ahead, Hannah. Oh, I was going to say one of the best pieces of advice I ever got was from my, my younger brother. And he was like, well, he was like, what do you want to be when you grow up? Or what do you want to do when you go to college? And I was like, I have no idea. And he was like, well, what do you not want to do? And that really like narrowed it down for me. I was respectfully, I was like, can't do blood, can't do needles. I like working with people that are my age. So, I mean, it was like, that really helps. And I feel like through all your experiences, it kind of, like we start off with like this huge, like open funnel, but the more you try things, the the skinnier that path gets. And so, yeah, yeah, talking about it now, I do, I do think writing obituaries would be, it would be an honor, but you don't really, you don't think think about about that when you're younger. Yeah. 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 (laughs) And I don't even think I had an idea of what I wanted to write at at Mm -hmm. 17. Like, right. Yeah. Again, you think, you think you're, you're the oldest you've ever been at 17, but you right. still have no idea, you know, well, like luckily, the life experience you know. isn't there yet. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. I mean, I look back even 10 years ago. I'm like, oh, that that Casey knew nothing. <laughs> <laughs> do you think the kind of, you know, bouncing around and like trying to figure out what am I going to do? I don't know what I want to do. Like, do you think that kind of added to some of the anxiety and just kind of like that's probably there for, you know, a lot of us going through that? I don't know. I mean, I, I will say like, I took one of those, what is it? The, it, it's like a pro, like it was a proctored test, the personality test, you know? Oh, like uh, a 16 uh, like personality. A, yeah. Like my ring was right something like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I took it through like my, my college courses and I was all excited because I was going to take this test, which I'm not a test taker, don't like tests. And they were going, there was going to be a lady. She came in, she's going to tell me what I was going to be. And I could go major in that thing and we could just be done with this and I could get through college and go live my life. And she came in and she read everyone's answers and every kid in this class got a, a nice lawyer, doctor, teacher, nurse. And she got to me and I was the last one. And she said, you're going to have a problem. And I was like, well, well, shoot. <laughs> I'm not how I saw that one going. She's We're ready for your, your you're interested answer. in too many things. You'll never settle on one thing. And that that is going to be both your blessing and, and your curse. And she was wrong. Uh, again, like I think I was I was probably had to be close to 20, 21 at that time. Yeah. But I, I was so mad at her, though, because I was like, I paid for an I paid for you to tell me for one thing. Do you do something? Um. But she, instead, she gave me the answer that I already knew, which was I am interested in too many things. I do like dabbling and tinkering. And again, I think back then, though, we there's there's especially then it's gotten better in recent years. But there was such like this 
you'll never make money being a photographer. You'll never make money being a writer. You'll never be yeah. successful yeah. doing creative work, whether that's acting or you know, like any of that, right? Like it takes so, you, you have to like win the lottery to become a successful creative. And so they try and talk you out of it every step of the way, you know? And so I'm kind of glad she didn't give me an answer because it would have wasted a lot of money going and doing that thing. And I probably would have been miserable. So, I mean, it, it, it was tough because I, I then had to just keep bouncing around. And even, I mean, for, I put, I think eight years. And that was probably around that time that I also started with my photography business. And the goal was always to take that full time. And then there came a time in life where that wasn't going to happen. And I had a lot of friends trying to talk me out of like going into social media because that was a new mm. thing. And, you know, what, what about the dream? What about right. the, the dream you've had for a decade to, to be a successful photographer? But at that point, I was so burnt out. I was so exhausted. Creatives don't get into business for business. They get into it because they like the photography or the writing, the right. creative thing. Right. And so having to run a business and then also like negotiating with people on prices and all, I was like, this sucks. I don't want to do yeah. this. I don't want to do this yeah. for the rest of my life and have to like negotiate what I had already, I'd already done the math. I knew what I had to make to mm -hmm. stay afloat, you know? Right. And so I, I have jokingly said I retired from photography, <clears throat> which some people <laughs> think is like, oh, you made it, you made it so you could retire. No, I, it failed. It didn't work. Done. So I retired from it. I left, sold off all, all my equipment because I needed the oh, money wow. at the time. And truthfully, like that, the cameras I had back then were so heavy. I am mm. not a, a big person. I'm five four, you know. And so, like lugging all of that around was painful, literally. And I just, I just kind of was like, this, this isn't. It was the moment that, like, I was like, the dream can change. Like, you can have, oh, yeah. you can have a different dream, right? We could be doing something for five years, ten years, twenty years, and then mm -hmm. decide, I don't want that anymore. You know, yeah, totally. So you can go do something else. The nice thing being a creative is I've got a lot of things in my bag that I can pull out. You can pull out of. You need a writer, I'll be yeah. a writer. You need a photographer, I'll be a photographer. You need social media, I got that. <laughs> like, yeah, I love that. I'm curious. That's awesome. Yeah, that is awesome. I'm curious what your advice would be now if if you were talking to someone or if or Mia or myself asked you like, I don't know what I want to do. What should I do? Like, what would your advice be? based on your experience? I mean, I think a lot of it, I've, I've had people say to me in the years, like, oh, it must be nice having something you're passionate about and something you get to do, like, and be passionate about. Mm -hmm. It is nice, right? Like, there isn't anything else I'd, I'd rather be doing. Um, it, I think it's also where I, sh I struggle in being a true marketer. Uh, I will fight people that I'm not actually a true marketer. <laughs> I'm a sort of marketer. <laughs> I'm a, I'm a really good storyteller and that's where you tend to put me in marketing or brand because where else are you going to put me first of all but that that's where we align right but to my core I'm a storyteller that's what I call myself but it took a very long time and a lot of trial and error and a lot of just not listening to people which is really yeah. tough when especially when you're young yeah I had I had a, a guy I I would do this thing when I was in college where I would take semesters off because I just hated school and I just didn't want to be there. And 
it was expensive and you took money. I I took semesters off too. Yeah. You know, it just didn't seem ideal. So I take semesters off and I had this older guy that when I worked at Universal, he was like, oh, if you, if you quit, you'll never go back. I was like, well, one, I didn't quit. I took a semester off. Those are two different things. And two, like hearing those, like those voices aren't helpful, right? Like a lot of the societal voices aren't helpful. I think they come from a good place, but they're not helpful. And so a lot of me wishes I would have taken a lot of that money from like my college, however much I spent on that and just like traveled and did things, you know, and went in. I, I, I remember sitting in like a humanities class and they were talking about, you know, Greek mythology and all the, in, you know, I was like, I want to go see that. And I want to learn yeah. that book, you know, and I kind of wish I had been a little gutsier back then, <laughs> but like. I'm taking another semester off and I'm going to go travel. I'm going to go see the Greek mythology buildings and like all the things that we're talking. I'm going to go see those things, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, I will get there someday, but (laughs) I wish I would have done that when I was younger, you know? Yeah. And and really traveled a lot more. And you have to find yourself in in a lot of that. And and you kind of didn't, like, I mean, we've said it here already, like, you tend to just fall into what you're going to do, you know? Yeah. There was no social media when I was in college. There was no right. courses in that. You know, that t- Facebook and Twitter and is- Instagram, did none of that existed. Oh, right. Um, and then when it did exist, nobody knew what to do with it. You know, right. so we had to figure out what to do with it. So who's to say in 20 years or 10 years, the thing that you're meant to do might not exist right now. You know, yeah, you can't yeah. go to college for something that doesn't exist. Um, totally so i think just having awareness that there are ways like there's not a a linear structure right there's not a checklist Mm -hmm. there's not a ladder Mm -hmm. i would tell my team this all the time like don't worry about the ladder like we you you put so much emphasis on like you're doing this one thing now and so in six months or a year or three you have to take the next role no you don't actually like, yeah, if you're happy doing what you're doing, you don't have to lead people. You don't have to become a manager. If you want to do yeah. it, great. But you don't have to. Right. You know, that's, a, that's that. a thing they've put in your head that. Yeah. You've got to go to the next step. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you actually, I, I loved what you said about how society will, you know, kind of like plan things in your ear, especially as a young person. And it's not always helpful because <laughs> there's not one size fits all answer to these things. And it just kind of made me think of being a creative in the corporate world. And maybe you have to, you know, fight back against what the, you know, C-suite wants that they're not creative storytellers, but they hired you for this, for this reason to be the creative storyteller, et cetera. And I was just curious, like, what has your experience been like as a creative in the corporate world, as far as doing the job that they hired you for, but also I also love your comment about you don't have to climb the corporate ladder. So multiple questions there, but yeah, go for it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think it is. It's tricky, right? Because you're hired to do this thing that you're more than likely clearly an expert on. You've been doing it a while. You've done it well. You're still going to have people challenge you on it. You're still yeah. going to have people question you on it. Everyone with an Instagram account thinks they know Instagram. And so they're going to come to you and say, just post this photo. And it's a crappy photo. And you're just going to be like, no. That's um, I think that's something that like I've, ha- I've had to, to, and this is something I was not really good at. And I just kind of, at some point you do just kind of have to own it. 
especially when you work in, I will say in brand specifically, you kind of become known as like the brand police because you say no a lot and people think you're just being a pain in the neck and just saying no to say no. And it's like, no, I'm saying it so we don't get sued. No, or yeah. I'm sending it so we don't get a cease and desist letter. Like nobody wants to be on the the cease and desist letter list, you know? Right. And so a lot of times it's it's a protective thing, right? And it's just it's just having to tweak how you say things and how you present them. But you're always going to have that that challenge. Yeah. You're always going to yeah. have people that don't get it because they're not they're not creatives. They're not storytellers. They they don't think it sells. They don't think they can get anything from it, right? The turnaround on that is that when you so I'm not a numbers person, most creatives aren't. But the great thing about numbers is that they can tell stories. And yeah. so that's how I always tell my creative teams to like, don't shy away from the metrics because they're numbers and they're scary. And obviously they either show success or not. Right. So that's that's a scary thing. But you can get them to to tell the story you need. So you can get them to say, here's why this worked. Here's the number behind it. And here's why we need to do more of it. Or here's why I need budget to do more of this. Or right. this mm-hmm. didn't work. I put up that crappy photo on Instagram and look, our engagement tanked because everyone agreed with me yeah. um, <laughs> and nobody liked it. And so we need to do less of that, you know, so you can right. kind of tinker with that in, in your in, in kind of use it to either get access to different things or shy away from things that you kind of know we should be doing. Yeah. So for me, it's it's really kind of gaming the system a little bit <laughs> which is kind of fun right right yeah. um i'll always try i could be wrong right maybe the crappy photo does well i don't know like let's let's put it up and see what it does but if it tanks i'm going to show you the numbers and we're not going to do that again because <laughs> uh, now, yeah. now i have now I have the data behind it um, yeah but yeah i mean I, I think as creatives you just kind of have to know that people are always going to challenge you and I think a lot of times people just think they can, even when I was a photographer, right? You would have Uncle Joe stand there with his his iPad right. thinking he's going to get the the best photo of the day. And you just have to, okay, yeah. just ignore him. <laughs> no, I'm going to get my shots. Uh, we're going to shoot around him so he's not in the frame. So it, it does make you creative in mm-hmm. the how to how to survive corporate totally world right um, yeah and i've sorry i've had conversations where other creatives kind of almost almost they'll, they'll throw well you you sold out <laughs> you went to court you know that kind of you know you're not you're not living the the, the true creative <laughs> sort starving of, artist right? yeah yeah i mean listen i wanted a 401k i wanted a financial you know future i i did not want to own my own business so right that's what it is someone else you know yeah if anything Um, i feel like that's just creatively i don't know being able to find a a corporate job or selling out to corporate mm -hmm. that's not a bad decision especially if you're doing work you want and it supplies the work you want to do outside of it it's it's crazy too i just thought back to when you said like people were saying oh creatives don't make money artists don't make money there are people that get paid for that so it's not true, but also I don't think working in corporate is selling out because I have not lost a drop of creativity no. working in corporate and I have a 401k. So <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, I think, I think 
for every role that I've I've had in mm-hmm. probably at least the, the last decade, every time I took those roles, I was terrified I was going to be losing the creative thing mm-hmm. I used to do or still want to do every single time. And mm-hmm. none of them have taken any of that away. You know, when I started at Cisco, I thought, oh, photography is, you know, not going to be a thing here. They had me running their Instagram. I started their Instagram account. <laughs> like, Wow. What it, what is, wow. That's because yeah. of photography, right? Like, right. because I had that eye. That was sort of, sort of just, it was, it was something I had in my back pocket, you know, that a lot of people that I was competing with for those jobs didn't have. I, I had that, that photography background that could tell that story visually and translate it. And then I'm also a writer. So you put those things together <laughs> and they kind of come, you know, full circle. And brands mm. need storytelling. You know, yeah, mm-hmm. they absolutely. Do. They need they need creatives. They they can't function without creatives either. So, totally. Okay. As you were talking, I kind of thought creativity is where you are. If you go there, it's going to be creative. We have the opportunity to bring that to the roles that we have. So I think that's super cool, and it's cool that you kind of had a leg up with your photography skills. So for the people Especially. who say things like. Why are you doing that? It doesn't matter. I got my first content writing job without ever I had a personal blog mm-hmm. and that's why I got yeah. the job. No, I mean, that's, like, that's where personal that branding is, is so yeah. invaluable, right? Like that to me, when I got that very first social media job, I was selling insurance at the time, which mm-hmm. I was not selling any Ooh. insurance. I can't even <laughs> see you doing that. It's, it was painful. <laughs> I sat in my car and cried a lot, a lot. Oh. <laughs> I got yelled at a lot. It was a terrible job. Oh my God. And so wasn't making ends meet, like financially just wow. destroyed. It was, it, it was a very, very low part of my life, you know? And I knew I couldn't sell insurance because I wasn't, I was terrible. I'm not a salesperson. It's on top of that. And so I applied for that, that social media job kind of on a whim. And there were people that, you know, like I had, this is now a no-no, but back then, a while ago, like I had my um, headshot like on my resume. My resume was a more creative. It had color. It wasn't black and white. Yeah. It was me. You know, it was my personal brand. It had the social media logo so that you, you could visibly see very quickly who I was, what I did, where you could find me. And that land, that was the, that landed me the job. You know, because on a sea of white, white and black, <laughs> you could see me in the middle there. And obviously now I don't have my headshot on my resume anymore. Don't do that. Because okay. it's, yeah, we did it. But <laughs> not, not anymore. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, it, it was really just a lot of times I have to, I mean, to this day, because there are still voices in my head that say, you know, you're not good enough. You can't do this. This is, you know, what are you doing? They're going to find out. <laughs> you don't know what you're doing. And most of the most of the time, anytime I get that way, it's just I have to do this the Casey way. Like there's only one way that I can mm. do something that I can show I up, that. you know, and it gets me out of that. Like you, you hit like that kind of hurdle of being in your head, you know, yeah, the, the world is going to know and they're going to they're going to you know, think I'm an idiot and they're going to think this sucks. And when I sit down and just go, hey, just, just do this the way you know how to just get it out. Like, just yeah, get it out. Like, 
do it the Casey way and then go from there. Then you can tinker with it and and mess with it and make it better or make it more them if it's a, a different brand or whatever. That at least just gets me out of my own way. So that's always helpful too. Um, I love that. I, yeah, like I feel like you have to get back on like your own, like your personal brand, your, I mean, even in this, this seven months I was interviewing, there were definitely times where I was just like this, I'm not doing this. Anymore. <laughs> I'm <laughs> I need a job, but I was just like, this is the worst. <laughs> you have people who just met you weighing in on you, all these ridiculous things. I had people asking me where my four-year degree was. And I'm like, that science doesn't even matter anymore. Well, it doesn't. Years experience of actual work. Yeah, <laughs> especially in some that particular role was in employer branding and talent branding and and things that I've done very recently. Yeah, relatively well known for you know. And he's asking me not all the best degree. candidates go to school. School yeah. is expensive. It was expensive when I went. It is very expensive now. So you're you're gonna pass up on talking to someone because they don't have a four-year I and mean, to be honest i don't want to work anywhere that's like that either you know if exactly you're the, if you're gonna weigh on on that you know i'm honestly glad i didn't go to a four-year i went to a two-year yeah. it took a long time um i got enough debt <laughs> even just doing that no. um <laughs> and by the time i got to that point i was just like there's no point for me to go to a four-year because i'm already doing everything i'd go like I was already yeah. writing, I was already being published. I already own my photography business. Like, wh why would I go to another why? two plus years of school for them yeah. to tell me I'm either doing it right or I'm doing it wrong? <laughs> like, totally. Yeah, yeah. I um, I took a couple of. So I I tried going to school for marketing and I ended up changing to writing just to get a freaking degree. And I loved writing. I mean, I love writing. I think I'm okay at it. But I started in marketing and I couldn't do it because accounting classes mm -hmm. awful. And then I I took a couple like just beginner advertising, you know, general education classes. And we learned all about print advertising. Mm -hmm. And but that but that was really like a, a point where that was that's not really a thing so much anymore. Yeah. I was I wanted to go into marketing because I wanted to go into social media and websites mm -hmm. and like yeah. apps and you know that digital kind of thing marketing and digi digital marketing and marketing for twenty twenty three yes yes so I put digital marketing in front of everything whenever mm -hmm. I tell people I'm a marketer because yeah. I, I you know if I did go to school for advertising I don't know if they would have taught anything at that time that was like relevant mm -hmm. in his marketing world yeah. So yeah, I, yeah. I really probably not. College is great. Everyone, everyone should go. Yes. Ten. Stay in school. College is good. You know, had I gone to school 20 plus years ago for any of that, chances yeah. are what would have been there or would have been taught probably doesn't, isn't relevant right. anymore. And then the, on the other side, the other stuff didn't exist. You, you right. couldn't have taught me about Instagram because it was 10 years before Instagram existed or whatever it was. Yeah, it was almost 10 years before she joined the machine. <laughs> yeah, I, I studied communications in, I got my bachelor's in communication studies. The school I went to didn't have a marketing degree, but I, when I was a little kid, even in high school, I wasn't like, I want to be a marketer. That just wasn't oh, anything I thought about. I wanted to be like every little girl, a marine biologist. Mm -hmm. <laughs> or, 
<laughs> there's a lot of girls who wanted to be that. I also um, wanted to but, be a marine biologist too until I realized yeah. how much science is involved means. in that. Yeah, I just wanted to. I wanted. I wanted to be a Shamu trainer. That was like my yeah. in my head. I was going to train Shamu and save all the animals. And then I don't like deep water. I don't like cold deep water. Yeah. I also don't like large marine life in the water. But we had one. Well, I got my minor in public relations, and a majority of the classes we had one class called New Media and PR. And we learned a little bit about Facebook. Um, we had to make a slideshow or a deck with recommended posts for a client, like an imagined client. That was it. That was what we did. That, that was, was as much yeah. marketing. And we learned so much about media kits and press releases. And mm-hmm. I've made three media kits now. And they're all on the Google Drive. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? That stuff isn't physical anymore. So I definitely think if you want to be a doctor or a lawyer, you should probably go to school. Yes, anyone. <laughs> yeah, please. But if you want to be in marketing, I I genuinely don't think that it's... Or creative. Like, going to college yeah. is not going to teach you how to be creative. It might give mm-hmm. you some critical thinking, which is important. But yeah, I would definitely... You know, if, I don't know. If you're going to be a marketer, I think you just have to prove that you can do it and then have a good chance where someone believes in you and they're like okay like I'll hire you and then you can prove yourself from there a lot of I mean and a lot of that goes back to personal branding too it's just yeah the more you can kind of build up your own brand the the more it Mm -hmm. shows I mean that's how I got a lot of jobs early on was my personal brand the pages that were already there you know it's why I have a dog Instagram account I have a cat Instagram. It's a good way to try test things out and see if they're working. Yeah. Um, I'm curious, um, Casey. Everyone talks about personal branding. And I I know I have a personal brand, whether I'm actively working on it or not. But my question is, since you've been a creative director, you've overseen marketing campaign for your personal brand, do you... And this is going to sound funny, but just applying marketing, my marketing brain. Do you create your message and your vision? Do you, you know how when we create like all of that? I'm just curious. Well, because when people talk about their personal yeah. brand, I'm like, do you have like a, what's the word I'm looking for? What's like the document like SWOT that analysis, has all, of, all of the branding in it? Like a guide? Oh, like a, like a brand guideline? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That's the word. yeah. Um, I don't have that actual doc. It's. Um, like I don't have a mission statement I think those are probably things like I've taken workshops and stuff like that and let me I'll throw stuff down on the paper and like yeah it's a good sentence that captures who I am in 30 seconds I don't really love the whole 30 second pitch like 30 seconds 30 seconds for me like it's kind of like the one page resume especially the longer you've been doing this like the more implausible that becomes yeah Uh, so my my resume is two pages (laughs) Yeah, and a lot a lot of what's on there is the personal stuff right like Mm -hmm. it is my dogs are on there their account and the 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 therapy work that i do so volunteer work same with st baldrick's i didn't raise one hundred and fifty thousand dollars for children's cancer research by doing nothing yeah right so whether you ask me about it or not great to talk about it and a lot of that is marketing and branding and storytelling it is yeah yeah, it, it is what I do professionally, just used for a greater good. 
Yeah. Um, and so I don't I don't have a like a guideline that I go back to. That's that's here, you know. So yeah, you are it, goes, it goes back to the anytime I hit that that hurdle where I stumble, you do kind of just have to and go, you know, sit with yourself and go like, okay, who am I? You know, how am I showing up? Like, um, how do I want people to to know or remember me? Right. Um, and that that to me is also like when people ask about like career aspirations and climbing the ladder and I, none of that's going to matter at the end of your life. Like, right. Not a second of any you've done for the most part professionally is going to matter. You're never going to wish you worked more. You know, right. You're not, you're right. never going to be laying there going like, you know what I would, I would have loved to have worked 80 hours a week. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I would have loved to have led a team of 20, you know, maybe you do, maybe, you right. don't. <laughs> maybe you're just like, no, that sounds awful. Um, yeah. So it, for me, it's just kind of going back to my, my roots and who I am and, you know, for even, I mean, I, I obviously just lived this whole like interview cycle thing but even going through that and like muting my hair colors a little bit yeah oh yeah. I, I didn't know who now i'll say this is kind of semi-intentional because like, halloween is coming up so right there's <laughs> stuff coming but but yeah even like as the the purple would say like letting it go a little longer if i had like a certain interview or mm. Although just recent, like, well, recently, as in like six weeks ago, I had someone, they're like, no, to make that vibrant purple. It's like, yeah, that's what you are. <laughs> yeah. Uh, which is good. Like, I need, those are the things I needed right. to hear. Everyone needs the, like, reminders of, like, no, keep showing up, like, who you are, you know. Exactly. Because some, someone is going to find that and go, yes, this is the yeah, person. That's exactly what we want. You know, mm -hmm. yeah. And that that's literally what just happened with my new job you know yeah there was there was no there was no hurdles to jump over or any of that it's like they found me they knew they'd been looking for me they got me in three interviews in three days and made an offer on oh me. my gosh that's great you know that's which just goes to tell you too that like all the the seven interviews and <laughs> the projects and the you don't need those either it's just not necessary <laughs> yeah really not oh my gosh I love what you I love what you said about personal branding. That's always been something that is very interesting to me as I'm trying to figure out like how do you how do you put your personal brand together and stay professional in the corporate world when I'm just not really a professional kind of gal? But even um, like, <laughs> the word professional is a little yeah. I, I would have like I've had yeah. people bite me on on the whole like purple hair thing. Like um well that's not very professional like well that's a dumb word like what do you mean yeah. what is professional like i come in i come right. in i show I up do my work there, do my work i do a great job ain't nobody complaining about my my results right uh, what what does the verbal hair have to do with it in fact i'd yeah. argue that it makes me better because it makes me yes. more of who i am so like i'm not I looking to like form into the mold of what a, a company wants me to be I just am who I am. Yeah. Lately, I, I love, love that. that you said that. Lately, I've been practicing what I'm calling imperfection. And so in those moments, like before a Zoom call or when I have to like get on a call, maybe I don't do my makeup or my hair or whatever, because I always look like I take showers, like I'm a clean person. <laughs> but you didn't 
you didn't hire me. Like I do a lot of client facing work. So I always present well for that. But when it's like an internal meeting or a strategy session, like you didn't hire me because of what I look like. I mm-hmm. hope like you hired me because of my brain. And yeah, the skills the brain. yeah. Yeah. Like, so I've just been trying to focus on that because I think so often society is like, you have to be not only a good marketer, you also have to like look clean and have mm-hmm. brown or neutral hair. Like that doesn't affect how it's, good of a uh, campaign I can I mean, that, that goes into being a, a woman in the space too, you know, yeah. and how you, how you look and, and how mm-hmm. you're put together and that kind of thing. Um, oh, we could have a whole episode on that. Yeah, I was going to say, that's, that's, that's a black thing. Like, I don't know. Face in part two. I got therapy in five minutes. I don't got, yeah. <laughs> this was oh, therapy enough. Well, <laughs> I know, right? Well, I, I'm so glad that you we got to have you on the show. I loved hearing about mm. your take on personal branding. I think, you know, you have all the words of wisdom that I just want to, I always try to like, you know, soak in and, and learn from you. So thank you so much for being on the show, Casey. And that. congratulations on your new position. We're so excited for you. So excited. And yes. And if you want to find Casey online, you can find her Casey Shemansky on LinkedIn. And if you wanted to name your Instagram handles or Twitter or anything, Casey. Yeah, all of my other handles are at the name is Casey, C-A-S-I-E for for the Casey part of it. And the dogs are at positive pointers. Positive pointers. Positive. <laughs> oh, I, need to, I need to follow them right now. If you aren't following the Anxious Marketers, you can follow us on Instagram and oh, listen right. to us on YouTube and Spotify and Apple if that's your thing. But again, Casey, thank you so much for having this conversation with us. Yeah, thank you for having me. All right. See you guys next time. Bye. Bye.